If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful! We have the right to peacefully assemble! The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Conservative Daily Podcast. Joe, how you doing, brother? Joe, can you hear? Testing, testing, testing. Joe, I don't know if Joe can hear me. I can now hear you. Okay, perfect. Excellent. Very good. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Apologies. I'm I'm not... uh... Obviously in studio, but uh, yeah, doing the best I can to make sure I could be on today because this is going to be an exciting and very, very uh, insightful interview with Tori. And as always, she brings the fire, and I think today we're going to have a lot of fire. And we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We have the thing happening with with Katie Hobbs and the investigation, private investigators. Um, out of Arizona that show that basically what we've been saying all along about this criminal cartel across the nation actually exists. And we've, we're going to have to dig further into that later, but without, let's not wait any more time. Let's go ahead and bring Tori in. Tori, welcome to the show. Mm, thank you for having me. How are you guys? Awesome. Good. And Good. we get to have you, we well, get to have I mean- your beautiful face on the show today. Oh yeah, of course. I I, I seem to um, uh, see that you know you're out and about, and a lot of people have been in Arizona. I was just wondering, like, you know, what do you make of this? Let's start with that. I mean, that's that's pretty spicy. You know, the cartel networks. I mean, wait till we get to Kamala Harris when that comes, you know, into conversation. But I'd love to hear what you thought about that. Well, I I think we we all knew, we all knew. You knew, I knew, we all knew. Oh, looks like I'm frozen again. You're good here for us. Just keep talking. We can hear you fine. You're good, bro. You hear me? Yep. All right. Am I back? Yes, you're good. You're good. Yeah, if this continues, I'm going to... I got on everything. I had a refresh. It's it's pretty crazy. It, uh, you know, when I'm not in the studio, I don't seem to get... uh, And the internet's relatively strong. So I should be I shouldn't be having the problems that I'm having right now. Well, don't worry, bro. I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll pause you if you if you freeze up, but you're good here. So I think what we're seeing in Arizona is much to do about what we're seeing across the country that they've built this cartel. They've literally built across the entire nation a complete um, and you, you start seeing that we're start diving into the. Can you guys hear me? Yep, we can hear you fine. All right, so it's just freezing up on my side. <laughs> uh, they built this this criminal cartel across the nation, and they're they're they've literally perfected it. They perfected stealing elections. They perfected doing all the things that they're doing. We find ourselves deep in this environment where we're trying to figure out all. It, it, it defies our sensibilities. But you have people like uh, Jenna Griswold out of Colorado that. You know the the Secretary of Satan or the Secretary of State of Colorado, 
and you have Katie Hobbs out of Arizona, same thing, same type of, of MO. They find someone who is weak, uh, very unintelligent, and they put them in that positions of trust and power. And you can see by Jenna Griswold what she did last in 2022, or excuse me, in 2020, when she was, when, when uh, Tina Peters came out. And now here we are, a couple years later, dealing with the same Katie Hobbs issue, uh, only now we've uncovered the fact that there is massive amounts of money that is flowing into the coffers of these people. And frankly, I think we're going to end up having to to get out there and, and uh, evict these people across the country. I don't think the judiciary is going to do anything because they're just as compromised. Yeah, it's pretty insane, you guys. But, you know, it's not something new, right? We saw this with um, the HSBC money laundering scams, right? It was kind of like a more soft BCCI event. And, you know, uh, when all this laundering happened, Comey was sitting on the board. And years later, after that fraud was discovered, everyone's like forgotten it. Did they think that it was just sequestered in that area, right? He became director of the FBI after that. You know, they are corrupt. And I, I think what came out of Arizona today allowed laymen to digest it. Because, you know, when we're talking about big corporations where you, or someone that you don't know, it's a thing. But now everyone has all eyes on Arizona with a rigged election. And, you know, with all these coming out, everyone's watching. And this is it. The world is watching. And I think that's what's important because we've been in this position before, but we've never seen it so tangible, I guess. I think it's pretty awesome. You, Joe? Are you there? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to correct my sound. Sorry, guys, that we're having some technical difficulties. That is all happening on my side. Uh, I'm actually in Arizona. So everyone knows I'm here in Arizona. So I'm in Phoenix right now. I arrived this morning. Um, there's a bunch of information that we're going to be uncovering. I'm going to be having some meetings over the next couple of days uh, with people that are in different groups that are trying to figure out what the next step is. It, we were out here, as you know, uh, Tori, we were out here right after the election, and we saw the, the stealing of the election happen within weeks of, of the 2022 election. And then we found out that there was over 300,000 ballots that were fraudulent, had no record. We had people inside of the, the counting room with with Runbeck that were telling us all the things that were happening. And yet the judge just kind of walked past it and said, well, they didn't intend to defraud anyone. Right. So so we think it's we think it's intent, time that the people right? get involved. Yeah. Intent. It's, it's always down to the intention. And that's in the eye of the beholder. Like you have to find the intent. Even though there is a, dr a drive, a general intention, that's it is ludicrous, and so this coming out is kind of, you know, awesome because it's spotlights things that, you know, obviously Arizona has a history of having these shady networks. So, well, Tori, we so have. Uh, oh, go ahead. There's a delay. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I just was what happened next. So, uh, Tori, you know, obviously there we there are a million things that we could talk about. Uh, this one. Uh, you have, if, for anyone who follows you on your uh, subscriber, uh, on your locals, I know you, you ran this uh, this part one of a series, uh, I believe last week, uh, or maybe it was the week before, uh, but it's talking about organ uh, trafficking and the fact that humans are commodities. Now, all these things you've been uh, you know calling out, and I had to like pivot a few times when I was uh, talking about this and I was looking at the news. Because I was listening to some of your things about uh, what's going on in Ohio, and uh, you know, with all these other train derailments, and there's a lot going on there. So, uh, 
yeah, I'm not going to speak for you because I certainly cannot attempt to, but with uh, everyone talking about all these chemicals, the nuke, uh, you know, all these talking points, you had uh, made some, uh, you know, some very clear statements about the possibility that they're covering up something else. And that uh, I think that is very well borne out in the fact that instead of coming in and trying to claim, look, look at the great Biden administration, Trump was such a bad guy and we came in and saved people in our own country while they're sending all this money to Ukraine and, uh, you know, all this support going for the earthquake and all these other things. Uh, this was a really weird response because they, uh, there was no coverage in the media. And then all these weird things, like for instance, a blasting cap being found a mile away. Uh, like none of it really makes any sense. And you had, uh, oh, you commented that the they're covering up things. Palestine. Yeah. I'm talking about that. And you had mentioned that there might be something else. Uh, potentially regarding these trains that uh, has something to do with the organ situation. So I'll let you, uh, I'll let you tell us what, what I'm probably saying very poorly. No, no, no. So is in regards to the organ trafficking, um, you know, I've constantly for years said that, yes, Pizzagate is real. There are pedophiles and children, women and men being used as entertainment, but, but, that's not the majority of why we have trafficking. Uh, organs is the the big issue. For me, even for the southern border, you know, when we have all of these people coming in, there are people that are probably designated to donate a kidney just to be transferred over the border. And, you know, and they're so vulnerable, why not take all their organs? And this is like a reality. So um, it just so happened that when this was being put together, this is like a reality. And therefore, um, uh, it was a perfect time to talk about it because fentanyl has, um, you know, been a big problem in the United States. And we all know that fentanyl, you know, comes from China and from other nations. Everyone tells us China, but, you know, I have a different opinion on that but I, that I don't want to share at the moment. But we do know that it's not something that you make. You actually compose, right? The street brand. And one thing uh, about this compound is, is if uh, it is in your system at the time of death, your organs are better preserved. Now, this is kind of like um, not the intention of it, right? But it's kind of like Viagra. It was intended for hearts, right? And to regulate pressure. And then the byproduct, it did something else. So this is kind of the same situation um, that, you know, the fentanyl, also not only kills very quickly, but it also assists in the preservation of organs. And uh, one thing that we have coming over trains is exactly that. We have a lot of drugs, people, and things coming on tracks. And when uh, the, the spill happened from the initial footage, uh, it didn't seem like there was any, you know, drip. It, they just toppled over. It was almost like the pictures that they were showing from Michigan. And this is from someone that was in the area, clearly with, you know, their own drone that happened to catch this. And so it's toppled over. People are kind of just there. And then they decide to like dig a moot, put fuel in something and try to do a burn very quickly. And I say very quickly because the fire chief did that. And the odd thing is, is that the radius for shrapnel was a mile radius. 
And that was bizarre too, because if you're doing a controlled burn and the intention is to, you know, do it properly, you would alleviate pressure, right? You don't keep it under pressure. And, you know, I wouldn't do that with fire anyway. So it seems like there were chemicals that were not on the manifest um, only because they look like chemical agents. And I would say it would be along the lines of the components that create fentanyl. So we're talking benzene separately, um, et cetera, et cetera. So the rush makes me believe that there was also a reason for the rush, which is to obfuscate cargo as well, because it was rushed. So this is a hypothesis that I stick by because why would anyone do that so wrongly? You know, the fire chief can't just sit there and put explosives and dig moots. You know, that's not their expertise. It would be the U.S. Army Corps engineers. You know, we had no pitch tents, no analysis. But look how many other trained derailers we had. Did you see any of them blowing them up when they had the same materials? Like, Zero. This is a valid question. So I, I think it was time to bring to light the real atrocities that um, plague our nation in the world, which is uh, human organ trafficking. And it is so lucrative that, you know, people like Epstein were actually that. You know, Epstein was a pedophile, but, you know, I, I, when, I, when I hear people saying, oh, it's just the raping of the kids, that's their entertainment. That's how they entrap people and get blackmail. But think about it. He had an island that was fake looking. And when they'd come, it would be scientists. Scientists. It's all MIT, AI, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, whatever. All these scientists are there. And let's see, Stephen Hawkins went there, right? Like Stephen Hawkins can't move anything. You know, it could have been, okay, maybe he had kicks and giggles for some weird stuff, but no. He, the Jeffrey Epstein Foundation Six was the one that started it. Humans are commodities, well, let's, and let's talk yeah, about what we ahead. can't see. Let's talk, Tori. Let's talk about what we can't see. We cannot see the list of people that were made or, or created victims by Epstein. We can't see it. They, they said people have no right to see those politicians and those elite that committed crimes against children. They've said that. They've said that we, we shouldn't see those people should be protected. We see in the list of the people that visited the island, right? Right. His clients. We're not allowed to see that list. Why? Why are we not allowed to see that list? Why? And, Why do you think? Well, I mean, I, I have to draw the, the same lines that we're seeing come out of Arizona the same lines that we've seen related to Dominion voting systems and the fact their system was designed to defraud the voters and the fact that people have been selected, not elected over and over and over again for decades. We are dealing with a cabal of really, really evil people, super evil people across the board. And yet we're just supposed to accept it, sit down, shut up. And a judiciary that is largely compromised and filled with people who would do the bidding of all these people this is the power and authority. Yeah, well, the Milgram experiment was right. But, you know, uh, you're right. Why aren't they being held accountable? Right? Why can't we see the list? Because they're like, okay, you can speculate and just call them pedophiles. Because if the actual truth came out, 
right? They prefer that there's conspiracy theories and labeling of pedophilia, rather the actual monstrosities of what this was, right? You know, think Jeffrey Epstein Foundation 6 with all the people visiting, he went to Ethiopia, you know, and was, this is where Sophia was born. And that was done using human subjects, testing the experimentation for 15 years. You know, this is, this is the real trade. And if people, you know, actually were like, oh my gosh, then I can be a victim. It's not just, you know, some no name, blah, 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 or a runaway. Oh my gosh, I can be a target that, you know, they can come and take mine if they want. It is an actually lucrative business. And it's almost like it's legalized because we can move human parts without paper trail in some states. So I can, you know, drive around in my car and have like severed feet in there and it's not illegal. So, okay. So there well, were some things in your, uh, in your deal that, that kind of blew me away, uh, you know, specifically around like the organs. Cause I hadn't ever really looked into it that way. And it, when I was listening to yourself talking about the, you know, OPTN and some of these, uh, these organizations that actually run the organs, uh, the process and I, I don't know why I'd never thought about the algorithms and how they actually, uh, you know, what the process actually works like the fact that there are the, these like, you know, basically good zones and how, uh, how desperate some people are in some countries. I remember you mentioned Israel and some of these countries where you basically don't have a shot, which is why there's such a, on one hand, you know, and very clearly on one hand, why there's such a, uh, you know, a high demand for these things. Uh, but like what is actually yeah, what is that everything mule, developed that as? go ahead well oh you're talking about where the guy was confessing you know they've actually interviewed people like this where he was in lebanon and there were you know refugees from like libya and people would meet with him to sell their organs so they can get money like this is a business and like you said you know these people see you as a commodity because his words spoke it the most he was like uh you know, I, I, my job is to take them there. Um, and then they do the hospital stuff. And my job is to bring him back. I don't know if he dies. I don't know what happens to him, but I take him and I bring him back. And what happens is not my business. And I really don't care. It's business. Um, so these people sell their eyes, right? They'll sell one eye so they can bribe coyotes to take them wherever or promise that their children will be taken somewhere else. Like this is a real trade and this is the actual real deep face of, uh, you know, the trafficking, uh, you know, phenomenon we have because the majority of the traffic victims are commodities, not for sexual pleasure or slavery, right? We're talking sustenance, experimentation and organ trade. You know, it's like, yeah. You mean it, Joe? It seems almost too, I don't know why it keeps muting me. It seems almost too hard to believe. Like, how could but this be something? I, and I know it's there. I mean, we, we did this, we built a program back in 2018 that could, in the, in the dark web, that could find both perpetrators and find victims. And we remember taking it to the, I don't remember, we took it to uh, law enforcement and said, here, we're going to give you this system. And they said, hey, look, that creates an undue advantage. We can't use that system. So we know that, that there is an underlying and underpinning inside of our, our establishment, inside our apparatus of government that is complicit in this behavior. 
And there's no bigger indicator than that than having DAs let violent criminals back on the streets so they can commit more crimes against people and make victims of them whilst stripping on them of their rights to own a gun and defend themselves and their family. Or the guy that's the rancher down in Arizona that was charged with murder because he had guys with AK-47s coming on his property, so he shot them. And he had every right to shoot them. But we now are persecuting Americans for doing the right thing while we're allowing violence and evil and these bad people to do whatever they want and act with impunity. I believe that the evil of our society thinks that they are in massive control of every part of our government apparatus. And therefore, they, they don't have to be accountable because they know that the Department of Justice, they, they know that, that the judiciary will do all the work for them. And the scary part about all that is that now that we've realized that, we realize that we're living in a state of anarchy, you know, what do we do about it? We got to work the problem from there and be okay with the consequences. We don't need F-16s and, and Abram tanks in order to throw out the evil. We don't even need violence. We just need force. I agree. I agree. I, you know, but it's, it's, it's not low life criminals, you know, that do this. These are doctors they surgically remove these things and this is high stakes stuff because if they're willing to give the mule that brought the organ donor you know so much and then the organ the mule gives the organ donor a cut of what it is right imagine how much money is being exchanged these are very influential people and maybe this is why they're okay being called pedophiles and killed because it doesn't um harm them as much as it would if you saw them as the monster that they are that they, they believe that some humans are less human than others and and that's a big deal and these are very powerful people that do this okay so on the on the kind of breakdown and this is me uh you know going off off that uh that part one that you made what it seems like to me you know you have all these these uh you know these nexuses, like you have, I remember when I was when I was a lot younger. You know, it struck me as weird all the organ donor things, pushing people to get or to become organ donors. Uh, they make movies about it, like that Will Smith movie Seven Pounds. That I remember watching that, and I'm like, this is a weird movie. Like, why why did they make this movie like that? Um, and I was actually looking to see if like if organ donor uh, registrations went up after they made that movie because it's a creepy movie if you pay attention while you watch it. But what it seems like to me, based on what I was what I was kind of thinking about after watching your stuff, is when you look at all the fentanyl and then the fact that they'll, you know, they they don't have the standards for people that have organs, like you know, if you're a drug user or something like that. It, it seems to me like they're harvesting uh, certain populations with the drugs, and then they, I'm assuming, get you know sold as commodities, and their organs get sent to whoever really needs them for you know, whoever's selling them. And then the, uh, you know, the elite kind of people, they're preying on the most vulnerable so that they can essentially get the, the finest bottle of wine uh, so that they can have spare parts is, is basically how it seems to me. And, and that's why they're probably okay being seen as pedophiles because, you know, they could be like, oh, conspiracy, oh, this. It's better than being seen as a monster who harvests people. You know, there are stories that are very recent too of a child being in the hospital and apparently they were terminally ill, right? But they were given an overdose by the doctor and they were killed, 
rather than allow the child to die, you know, and then moms getting their children back with newspaper stuffed in them, completely vacated of organs. You know, this is like real stuff and people can't do anything. And you know what the funny thing is with COVID? And I know this sounds horrific, but the thought crossed my mind with all these people dying and we weren't allowed to see them. And it's a hoax and we know it. And they all knew it was a hoax. How many of these dead bodies actually had their organs harvested? Because you weren't even allowed to see your loved one dying. You I know? knew people. Yeah, well, I knew people personally. They had the churches even. It was all remote. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. I, I again. Now I feel as if I need to go get some tinfoil. I need to put it on my head. I need to put little spiky things on there and maybe hook some wires to it and zap myself. Because we're talking about, I mean, what you're basically saying is that this apparatus is so evil and it is operating with such evil intent that they've lost all humanity. And, and when you get down that pathway, I think it's very dangerous because that's almost, as, it's almost putting ourselves in a position where we're, we black, we're black-pilled. There's not, it's hopeless. There's nothing else you can do. And, and I actually believe we, we are in a place where we can yeah, do something. There is. Accessories, but there's human accessories. There's handbags with child spines on them. Right. And they're selling these things. They have le human leather oh. books and shoes. Like, yeah, no, in the video, you'll see there's, there's a guy who's works with very high level like the balenciagas the gucci's and whatever like he's considered like artsy right and he like was posing with a bag where he proudly said it was from some african child so the whole handle was made out of a child's spine like this is the level that i'm talking about i'm just this isn't conspiracy this is like factual uh, people are being i've always said the saying you are the consumer but you're also being consumed you know, this is key because it's the organ harvesting. I mean, they're targeting our children, you know, uh, as young as 14. You know, at 14, you don't know what lunchroom table you're going to sit at. You're just going to donate your organs. And consider this, if they're stealing elections, right? And we have, you know, actual evidence of wrongdoing of people in office like Biden through the Hunter Biden laptop. You know, would it really sound far-fetched that they're doing this no no it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> seem far-fetched but i but i but i do want to put it into perspective for people that are listening so that we we say that hey look this could be happening this is not outside the realm of possibilities but we you still know, have to fact. look I, no there is a fact like i've written articles where people were busted on a traffic stop and the funniest one was a guy that had over 35 human penises in his trunk and it's like how do you walk around with 35 penises in your trunk i put the the article up i'm Were doing like cars like <laughs> i'm dead serious it was in south carolina it was a long time ago i have it on my website somewhere and it was in a traffic stop and i was trying to bring attention to the fact you know with this euthanasia and let's kill patients in oregon where they push that bill where we can actually help kill and if we starve our demented you know, patients, they'll die faster. And they passed a bill to do that, you know, where people can select to just commit suicide and do farewell parties. Like this is really morbid, but organs are necessary. I mean, have you not seen how many kidneys they say they're at a shortage for? 
and that's just for the United States. And then it makes you wonder how does Yunos really work? Yeah, there it is. Okay, so it was the fun. All right, but I do. I actually want to say this. Uh, these are these sites are. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and I don't trust Snoops at all. But it says that it's false, and it came from a, a site called uh, NBCNews6.com. Right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, I found it hilarious, you know, because of the way NBC put it out. But the other thing is, it's really alarming. You have to think about that. The, the police officer said they were just there. They weren't like in like transplant containers or something. They were just there. You know, this is a happenstance that people don't want to talk about. We, I, 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 and, and I noticed that when the Pizzagate thing happened, right, people were right about the pedophilia, but the guy that actually went to shoot up that comet ping pong allegedly was actually an actor, like literally an actor. That was his job. And then he got, okay, he so got like what? Remember he got, I gotta, like I gotta, say, and what? I gotta say this. Everywhere I look, the man having the penises in the in the car, it it's I don't I can't find out I can't find it where it's true. Wikipedia says it's not true. Social says it's not no, it true. No, it happens. There was another guy in Chicago that got caught with a foot. And, you know, the, he said that he bought it legally. Like, look at it. The stuff it's there. They have indictments. You know, over companies on the way they handle human body parts. You know, there was something about a decapitated head once, but nobody really talks about them because we just dismiss them as something weird at the side of, you know, of our mind. But let me take you to another notch. Have you ever looked into the brain project that Barack Hussein Obama put together? If you actually delve into the experiment, it talks about having human beings with, you know, pins and stuff, open brain, and um, trying to see where the aggression center is. And it's on, it's on a .gov site. These are real things. They do experiments like this, and then you have to wonder, who are they exploiting that would volunteer that? So what do you do? You use migrants, you use those less fortunate. And then we do have a, a booming organ train. I mean, everyone's talking about the Uyghurs with China, right? And where did we say fentanyl came from? China, because that's what they use when they harvest organs, prisoners and the Uyghurs, right? It, it's a big deal, isn't it, with the Uyghurs, where they're just using all of them for organ training. They're harvesting them. It says it. You know, they've been... No, you know, I, I believe that fully. I believe no, that fully, but I also believe... That, yeah, so I also know that they put out false stories in order to make it more unbelievable that this stuff would be happening inside of our community. So they, they will build stories that are not true in order to stop us from seeing the reality. And the reality of it is, is that when, when kids and when people come across the border, they, no, they don't have social security numbers. They don't have ways, they can give whatever information that they want, right? There's no way to backtrack or to, to, to validate that information. So people disappearing from the border becomes really easy. So you can start to understand why they would do these at our Southern border. But it, 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 but they do put out false well, what stories. What do you think they do, though? Well, what do you think they do? Like, think about it. We have people that are coming over. There's actual stories that Vice has done some amazing work. You know, in the Ukraine in 2022, where the media was there, and the Ukrainians, this 2022, it's in that footage in that in the first chapter. They say that they're organ harvesting. 
They're organ harvesting Ukrainians. They they came out and said this. And so these are these are things. Vice has done some really good work. I don't know what's happened to them lately. Let's just be real, right? But they used to do some really good work. And uh, one of their in-depth pieces is, you know, how uh, big elites have, you know, how they do these things and speaking to traffickers and what the process is, you know, like sometimes clients, very rich clients will have children, you know, Epstein style pedophiles, right? But they said that they treat these children to in, with such, let's just say the child will probably not survive. And they're accompanied by medical detail to harvest the parts afterwards. And so these are real things. There have been many reports throughout time. And this is something that's underlying. And like I said, with the comet ping pong, I believe that was amplified. So it can, you know, um, make everyone just focus on that and not the reality of things. You know, they sell human beings. You are worth money. And you know what? If, if this was all erroneous and fentanyl is just happenstance, and why have we had an increase of over, over, like the majority of our organ donations in America right now are from overdoses on fentanyl. Like, and they say it like well, it's a good thing, you know? Oh, well, look, we have they, more organs. They, they try to take blood from me every six weeks, like six weeks in a day. They're calling me going, hey, we need some more blood from you. <laughs> no, so, it's, 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 like, it's pretty bad. So, so how do we work the problem? How do we work? How do we solve that problem? Well, the thing is transparency. Like you said, the list. If we actually have the list and we look at it, let's, let's compare it with the one that we know now. They're all scientists, the majority of them. Yes, there were superstars or whatever, right? Probably for entertainment, right? Right? The women, probably for entertainment. But mo the majority of the people that we do know were there were scientists. So, you know, what's under that list? Could be politicians, could be more scientists, you know, uh, could be presidents. But the bottom line is, it doesn't seem like it's a, um, a pedo party to me when a group of scientists get together. I believe, you know, that's, that's key. And in, in that sense, I think Jeffrey Epstein's niche was to get obtain funding for research. That's, that was his, well, that was his niche. Maxwell was the pimp. I, I want to put this out there. Um, and I think it's important that the more we keep talking about this stuff, uh, earlier today, I received, um, another three death threats. How about that? Hmm. So the more we're talking about this, the more the death threats start. Now, I did turn it over to the FBI field office. These are a little bit more graphic than I think I've seen in, in previous ones. Um, but as you get further over the target, you start talking about the things that are necessary and not backing down to what's happening with our elections and talk are happening with children and talking about the grooming and pedophilia and, and recruitment that is happening to our children in the school. We're threatening their very way of life. That is a, that, that's a reality. And you can start seeing that, oh, that if we're talking about you're worth money, nothing is worth more money than having full control over the tax dollars of the American people and using it in, with impunity and putting it wherever they want. And that truly is what's happened, I think, for more than three, four decades. But now we're waking up to the reality where we have more intelligence as people and they just don't like it. They don't like what we're, what we're seeing. So there's something to what's happening because we definitely are feeling the, the heat 
uh, from all of the discussions and conversations we're having about the evil that's in our society. Tori, I have a comment. Someone asked, uh, Joe, stop giving them your blood. Look up hemovores. Are they drinking Joe's blood? I don't know. I think that was banned. You know, that was banned. You know, that's another thing. They harvest the poor people out of plasma and blood. You know, I had this whole episode called Hemovores, where it shows that they pop up all these blood banks in, you know, like Octafarm is getting, you know, your antibodies, right? And they're getting plasma and, and, and so much from these people and they're giving them a debit card and they put money for every time they come. And even one of them said, you know, I come here every week and I feel like a cow, you know, this is stuff that happens and no one wants to talk about it. You know, nobody does. Because it gives you the heebie-jeebies to just think that, you know, somebody sees you as nothing but a commodity. You know, that's a hard well, thing to swallow. If if that's true, and they don't see us as anything but a commodity, then we are at a place now where it's sanctioned by the state. So what's the next step for us then? Tori, well, what, what do we I, do I next? That, well, I... Yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe there's not much we can do. We have to wait for transparency. This isn't a conversation someone wants to have, but they should be aware. These are very real things. You know, it's almost like the the Epstein client, client list. <clears throat> you know, he's got video. I mean, we know it was Ghislaine that was doing most of the grooming and then the girls, right? But you know, they're, they've probably got blackmail on these people. That's the whole purpose of this. So uh, what do you want to do? We should parade them all out? Sure. Okay, but how does that fix the problem? And that's the thing. We have to be more rigid on um, how we get things reported, our borders, because that actually assists um, in the uh, industry the most, which is the illegal migration. Um, that is, you know, a, one of the key factors um, and our uh, Native American reservations. You know, the reservations have come up a lot with a lot of the drugs and the trafficking and all those. And, you know, it creeps me out when I was thinking about all this, uh, that they, you know, I've thought for a while that they just use them as other nations where they, there's no, you know, oversight so that they can do whatever they want. But the, the organ harvesting uh, really struck out to me, especially like around those areas and also like national parks where a lot of people just disappear. Because, uh, I mean, there are huge clusters of disappearances and, you know, I mean, people have reported on it. There have been, I can't remember his name, but someone did a, uh, he wrote a book and there's content out there talking about these, these clusters where it's always the same weird thing. People disappear. And I wonder if they're just pulling you into oh, some actor, tunnel. In the video. Yeah. Like the actor, right. In the video that I did, there was an actor, he was in LA, you know, and his mom was like, it was like a weird story. And then he disappears. Right. And then they find him, you know, with no organs at all. Like they had harvested eyes, lungs, everything, you know, and they, nobody knows what happened. He just appeared somewhere with just empty cavity. They cleared him out. It was the weirdest thing. And it was a big thing too on the news until they smothered it. You know, they do that all the time or that little girl where they gave the child back with newspaper stuffed child, right? Yeah, this is like, this is really bad stuff. And, and, and the reason, you know, this should be seen is because people need to see who the doers were. They weren't just your regular, you know, scumbags. 
These were doctors. These were powerful people if you look. And so people need to understand that this is another indication that there is a chasm between the people and these overlords, this global network of people that decide how we are and actually participate by using us as experimental animals. I mean, when COVID came out, you know what China did? They literally rented 1 million Indians in late 2019, right? And jabbed them with an experimental vaccine. They already had the vaccine, you know, before, you know, we were even talking about the vaccine. They had already tried remdesivir, right? And then terminated it in March, in March and April, because it was killing people. Right. So they already had all this. The, this this is normal when they experiment on people. Come on. We had the Tikitsi uh, experiment. We had so many. It's not it's just on another level now because of regenerative medicine. Remember Theranos. What was their main operation? It was taking blood and synthesizing things like these are real things. Um, and. It's, this is the medical kidnapping. I mean, have you seen some of those cases, Joe? Genetically targeted children, like they just take their kids. Seriously, they actually have a whole series on it. It's a, it's a real thing where it happens. And I think it's time that in, in this day and age, we actually realize that it is being facilitated by our actual governments for the, what is it, for the betterment of humankind, of course. So on the organ, you know, they rolled out the COVID. I found it, you know, interesting the remdesivir was causing organ failure. Like in my mind, wouldn't the COVID, unless they're just, you know, they already have populations, because I, I do believe fully that they, they have, uh, you know, sites where they harvest people and they essentially farm them. But uh, like, wouldn't it be a huge hit to the organ trade if they're, if they inject people with these COVID vaccines that are then, you know, screwing up everyone's, I don't know. everyone's stuff? I don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I mean, this is a high trade. I don't know what to tell you. But the, the scary thing is, is that fentanyl has been on the rise and it is in an or, organ harvesting aid that, that, that has been produced for that reason because it induces, you know, sudden death, a more humane death, right? And because you depress from breathing immediately and it preserves your organs because of the chemical, you know, as long as it's circulating in your body, it can be up to 48 hours. Like it was 36 to 48 hours that it, it would preserve. So this is a big deal that we're seeing a spike in fentanyl and, and, and a spike in organ donations, like a Google, you, you know, people could type in the word fentanyl and organ donor, and you're going to see all these praising articles. Yeah. If you die of fentanyl, you know, you're an organ donor. Pretty much. When you well, and, and, and then and, the, the prison where they're offering to reduce your sentences for, for organ donations. I can't believe yeah, I hadn't heard of yeah. that. Yeah. In Massachusetts, it was, it, uh, they proposed a bill that, you know, hey, if you're in prison, we'll reduce your sentence or whatever. If you organ, if you donate your organ. So I'll just take a kidney for that and I'll shave off five years. Like, that's terrible. That's incentivizing giving parts of you and selling yourself that's trafficking like overt trafficking okay and uh, it's it, you know and they had a discussion on their local tv 
in Boston where they're talking about this bill and, you know, they're like, oh, well, the ethics says it's a little bit this. And I'm like, the idea that someone would propose something like that, you know, people will be like, well, they're not vulnerable. They're just criminals. And it's like, so they're in a vulnerable position and they're doing their time. Right. So now what? They're not afforded rights. Like they are in a vulnerable position. If you wanted to get out because it's so bad in, in there, you'll be like, oh, you know, I'll just have one kidney. That's fine. Or one eye. Like that's not right. It is not right. This is terrible that our governments are now pushing these policies. And it's almost as freaky as that thing where I, um, uh, what was it? Two years ago, they were passing, they started passing laws to legalize using liquefied human remains as fertilizer. Like there's a literal laws that passed <laughs> in states that say that. And it's like, you know, we, we're working. Why not just put this? Because someone thought that we're going to be making liquefied human remain fertilizer. That's actually law. Like I'm not joke. like serious. So it's like our people are doing this. Our government is doing this and no one's looking. You know, the Oregon, uh, the Oregon deal where like you have, you know, in the, in the, your video you described, you know, and you mentioned it here already that these doctors in many cases could be considered kind of the heads of some of these little operations, or maybe I shouldn't say little, these operations. Uh, I mean, beyond just being the epitome of, you know, some of the uh, actual criminality that uh, doesn't go, uh, that isn't exposed and that is existing in our own communities along with some of these trafficking networks, there's a there has to be like it's unavoidable there has to be some degree of cooperation with uh other with other state and local governments federal government uh to get these you know i assume uh pumped into the the uh these or, or these organizations that actually traffic the organs but i mean there there has to be a network across the entire country in every state that's actually running these operations and complicit in it in much the same way that there had to have been people uh, during COVID who were uh, fudging, you know, autopsies and at least at the very least being cowards and not actually bringing it up. Like there has to be a massive national organization behind something like that. Oh my gosh. It's like a global organization. You know, what's so weird too. Uh, so after I put it out, I, I, I saw on Netflix, some, um, you know, where you browse around, there was this Korean you know, show called Mr. Queen. I was like, what says? And in, in short form, this guy falls into a coma and turns into a girl, you know, time traveling. And I was like, wow. But, and I was like, this is weird. So as he's waking up as a girl, you know what the first thing the Korean script writer put in there when he realized that he was not a boy anymore, he said, damn those traffickers. Why did they keep, they just pick us up and take whatever. And it's like, whoa, that was crazy because that's how in your face it is. Everybody knows that that happens. So, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting that it's so in our face. It's, this is how they manufacture consent, you know, that we see people as commodities. And, and that's true, but, you know, Hillary Clinton would refer to people like beneath her, you know, because they're a commodity, she's not, you know, um, and, and that's a thing. This is becoming mainstream. Uh, you know, they use human parts. You know, what was it? That rapper that put blood in his sneakers? Like, this is really weird. Or nice, that they yeah. use buckle fat to make Balenciaga shoes. Like, this is stuff that's like, whoa. 
um, so in your face and you're still letting it happen. I had not heard like, of the buckle fat. I don't know how many Huh? I had not heard of the buckle fat being what Balenciaga made their shoes out of until, until yeah, I started. Yeah, well, all of them use different components. That's why if you notice Balenciaga has like these weird shoes with toes and they have like a special sole and it's super weird. Heels that are like toes. It's just like so weird. But they actually use their own um, type of sole. And guess what? The company happens to be in Ohio you know, where Les Wexner is, who was the one that was bankrolling Jeffrey Epstein. You know, it's very interesting how all of these things are just, you know, run by government officials and very powerful people. And that's the thing. How do we fix this? You know, there's stories of people doing things like, look, how many people got away with things within the government? Well, you know, let's talk about one a, of those things. Let, let's, let's talk about one of those things because you know, we, we're talking about, th there's some evidence that we want to push out as it relates to the organ harvesting. Um, I just sent over some information that uh, I want to verify first, but it talks about the number of corpses that have been found in this country uh, over the last uh, decade. And that compared to the previous decade, um, they have that percentage of found bodies um, is up nearly 18,000%. Decade over decade. Yeah, well, look how many people died, you know, during COVID. You know, look how many people. And now, you know, people are just dying. We suddenly have something called adult sudden death syndrome. I mean, yeah, a lot of people are dying. But, you know, Joe, you and I will never know the nameless woman or man or boy or girl or baby that crosses the southern border, right? Because they sell things to, because they think they need to escape. Oh, buy me a job or buy me a placement in America, right? Get me, Coyote. Okay. When you get there, you'll, you'll work for us. And your work, oh, we'll just give me, we'll take your kidney. You'll have surgery. You'll be fine. Give us your kidney and you're good. These are real things. You know, these are very real things. Well, I, it happens. Yeah, I have. This is. This is happening in Turkey right now. You remember when the refugees, the, the Kurds, were leaving, you know, southern Turkey and washing up on the shores in Greece. In Les, I think it was Lesbos, shores were packed with dead illegal migrants that, you know, drowned, right? But they had no organs. Children well, and and they washed up. And then this is like a this happened in 2015. Like, you know, that happens all the time. Well, and you know, I, I think I, most, most most people most people in the in the country have been touched by the death of someone with, with COVID. But I, I don't know if, if everyone's been touched the way I think we have. We hired a database, i use this as an example. We, we hired a database guy to help write code for the new tech company uh, and work on databases. And uh, he got the vaccine, was uh, on medication and uh, died suddenly. He worked for us for a couple months and and he just stopped communicating. And so we, you know, th this, this is something that just happened recently. I have a friend who you talk about harvesting, um, harvesting organs who went to a, an event for his company. He, I think he was in Vegas and woke up in a bathtub with a note that says dial 911 and a cut where his, 
in his side where they had taken out one of his his kidneys. So it's uh, yeah, they do I, that I, in South America. That's notorious too. I think that this is uh, probably a bigger problem than we think it is. It all does stem, though, from what's happening inside of our country with the establishment of chaos. So they've created enough chaos in the country that you can't see what's in front of you. You're, you're desensitized to all of these things as, as you go by because there's so much uh, crime. It's like a fire so much, right? so, Like a fire It is a fire information. Yeah. And, and I want to point this out. This was the testimony of and this this testimony literally came across today it's uh jacqueline bragger of the of the uh arizona election integrity hearing this happened yesterday excuse me yesterday's session and i want to play this if we can because this is and it's just a couple minutes long but this is her testimony condemning katie hobbs and it gets to money laundering life insurance fraud bankruptcy fraud tax evasion real estate uh money laundering uh, drug trafficking bribery blackmail it's unbelievable what they've uncovered as it relates to katie hobbs and people like her and that is the reason why we can't get to all the other things because this is right in our face and these are the people we go to when we have problems so apollo let's let's start by playing this uh this small cut all right give me one second sure the audio is going to work to go to the march for life event and then come back so be aware of that okay this is perhaps the only slide in the deck that does not have anything to do with votes or political parties but perhaps one of the most concerning slides i've ever made this is from the united states yeah. census data so if you want to confirm that just look it up i've taken that from official sources that doesn't make when any you sense see That's 1980 there in the top what that that's the timestamp you gave me. All right, let's let's come back to it. While you guys are talking, I'll I'll find it. I remember. Is it at I remember 48, two forty two forty. Yeah, let me see if I can find it real quick. Two forty eight is Ivan. Oh. Apologies, I'll find it here in a second. Maybe they don't. They don't. It was probably three forty eight. Three forty eight. Let me let me go to three fifty six forty. Oh, that's not it. I'll find it. You guys keep talking. Maybe, well, maybe that's what I was talking cool. about in Arizona. Listen, these people are so powerful, right? This is what they allege, right? That they get away with everything. You're treated like a commodity. You're treated less. I can tell you that when I was, you know, studying and I had gotten my first internship somewhere, um, there were a lot of doctors there on the West Coast at I could say it, it's UC Davis. And they would have blood kids, you know, not children. They would be like, you know, um, older than 18, mostly over 21, but less than 25 that were really fit young people. And they would get blood transfusions from them, from the younger people. Um, and they would sit and socialize while they do that. That's like something people do. So it's super creepy too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's super creepy. Well, I mean, super they, creepy. Make, they make movies yeah. about this. Like someone uh, reminded me in the comments. They said uh, the island. Like they have they have movies about this where they do exactly what you know. What you're you know where? About. Yeah, you know where they showed it? Silicon Valley. That show on HBO where the you know the the big you know who Hooli whatever 
owner would have a blood boy at his house and he would plug in so he can stay younger. He would get, you know, blood transfusions from a young guy and he'd do it all the time. Like, cause that's normal. Like that's what, what I think all do. the vampire movies are. I, th I think like with all this, like the, what, what's the, the teenage thing, vampire diaries and all these shows, like my, my perspective is they're just throwing it in our face that like, ha ha, we consume you and we live among you and people are <laughs> you know, so stupid that they're like oh wow what a cute show i love damon like that's what i think it is <laughs> well it's manufactured consent by you allowing these things to you know be on your screen and showing you exactly what they are but actually having happenstances of things happen sporadically and you don't kind of cock your head you have to come to think to yourself you know you let it happen you know we've let it happen when we have so many reports, I mean, where was the nationwide or global outrage of this mom getting her kid, you know, after it passed away with newspaper stuffed in her, you know, you know, why are they, why are all our fentanyl addicts, most of them that is the majority are, are end up organ donors. You know, why are we targeting children at the age of 14 to be organ donors? You know, these are really important questions. You know, we're allowing people to terminate their life legally. Uh, you know, we're facilitating human trafficking, and that includes them being the trafficking components. These are things. There are people that have, um, you know, met, uh, rescued women in, you know, Asian nations and some places in Africa where they will adopt children or, you know, uh, sit and associate through nonprofits with them that are actually missing organs by the age of three. And these are just, you know, orphans. That's a, this is uh, what I have been trying to amplify is that uh, it's very out in the open and, and we need to start uh, having conversation it because if we can raise that up enough, maybe we'll actually get the list and maybe we can actually show the world the crimes. This is why you see this weird artwork and, you know, these weird conversations they have and, you know, the type of things they do, you know, they, you, you get it then at that point. Is this so, uh, so, you know, you, you already hit on the manufacturing consent. Like I, I talk a lot about that and I love that you, 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 you know, kind of bring it back to that in a lot of the things that you talk about, but, uh, like all of these psyops so the way i i kind of see it is not only are they you know gaslighting everyone and putting in, putting everyone into a state of fear but they are kind of subliminally telling you and it's like all these mass serial killers and all these weird events that like years later like jfk and and 9-11 uh, all these weird things that then come back and they're like ha 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 oh yeah it was a big conspiracy and like they don't hide it really Wait, so I'll in your you face okay go ahead yeah, I'll do you one. Train wreck, white noise. Yeah. Well, so exactly. That's what I think. Well, the other aspect to it is like it's so in your face. Like there's a little bit of the we're going to prime your brain for it. So like in the movies, you, you just you're already seeing it. It doesn't shock your psychology. But then at the same time, after the fact, once people can kind of process it consciously, it's very in your face that like, yeah, we're, we're the evil, creepy people who, who do all this stuff. And there's really nothing you can do because we get away with it and everyone can see it if they actually give a shit to look at it. Well, they, they always, people always tell you who they are and what they also do believe is them. show you. Yeah, you must believe them. Whenever someone tells you who they are, believe them. That is fact. And, and, and 
the reason is that the increase in the fentanyl, increase in our organ donations, right? It's a big deal. And the really heavy ads pushing because, you know, there were traffickers in the 2022, you know, undercover thing. I, I don't, I think BBC did that one. I'm not sure off the top of my head in Ukraine, in Ukraine, right? So they went to Ukraine and then, and then they met people there and they were like, we have a problem with the organ trafficking. They take people. So they take their organs, our children's organs. Like she said that, and this is like a news reporter. Like these saying the Russians are doing it or whatever, right? But they said that. It's like a normalized thing. Like this is happening every day. And that's and that's terrible. They and, used to call um, it out in Ukraine. And then they, they were there were reports where they found a bunch of graves like in front of clinics and they were all, I believe, children's bodies that had no organs. They're and like they're clearly just dumped there and it was basically a hole filled with a bunch of children's, you know corpses with no organs in it or skeletons whatever and and i looked for those news stories again a little a while back and i couldn't find any of them no they do it all the time all right well, so i, I anyway, want you to a very lucrative trade and here's the fear that i have because it's a lucrative trade now all our data is in the cloud that means the minute you check into the hospital if you're a designated donor from the blood work that they keep on file about you, they have your DNA. If you ever were swabbed for COVID, now you're on the system, right? Because that was DNA collections, right? So you're on the system. So when you go to the doctor, if you're not reading your documentation, you're consenting to a lot. So they can they have the right, if you read the terms and conditions, to hold on to your DNA, your photographs, your audio, your video while you're there. And, you know, now they have a database. So let's pretend, Joe, that someone really powerful, right, needs a lung and you seem to be a perfect match. Now with technology, we're going to see it happen more often. And it's targeted, of course. You know, you go in for something and they tell your family, you know, oops, donate the organs. That, that's yeah. what I wonder. That is go ahead, Joe. No, that, that, that is happening, but I, I want to, you know, th there's so many bad things that we're talking about here and it's not conceptual, right? So this is, this is actually happening. We, we, mm. we can see it happen and we can mm. see, we could talk about Grace, uh, who was the Down syndrome child that had COVID that they killed. They literally killed their daughter, right? It's killed Scott's daughter. With and we, we with, with fent fentanyl and, and morphine and shut down her system. We, I know for a fact that this might have happened during COVID. I might have gone and hid in a closet and gave someone who's a friend of mine liquid, that might have happened, liquid uh, iver ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine inside of their IV bag uh, because four days in a row. That might have happened where I sat in the closet and acted like I was a hotel. I, maybe someone might have done that. I don't know if that who did. I want to be really careful. I don't I don't know if I did it or somebody else did it. That might have actually happened. Something as crazy as having to do something like that in order to save your friend because the doctors are prescribing things that are murdering people in these hospitals. Oh, they knowingly did it. They knowingly did it. But why would doctors go along with it? Why? Are they just dumb? 
are they are they evil? I, I can't believe that there would be that many evil people. That that's the part that blows my mind. Is there evil people? Mm. Yes. Okay. But having yes. that and many evil people. Yes. It's self-preservation. You go along with things because you want your job. You don't want to lose your house. It's uncomfortable to stand up for the truth. A lot of people saw that during COVID when they were being forced to take the vaccine, right? They had to choose, yes. you know, what they stand for or not. You, you think they didn't, the, the, the doctors, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, I have student loans. Or if they kick me out, I won't have malpractice insurance and my insurance can go high and I won't have a job. Listen, that's no excuse, but we also have to see, you know, that's a valid and rational argument for, you know, the human component of fear, which is self-preservation. When you fear, you want to protect yourself. And, and, and this is exactly what we saw because there was no reason that they treated people the way they did post COVID, you know, during Tori, COVID, all these nurses were touching patients. They didn't die. Tori, let me ask you a question. I don't know if you guys can hear me. Yep. You're good. You're good. Hmm? Okay. You're good. Let, let me ask you, let me ask you this question. Why is it? And, and I don't want to talk about me, but why is Mike Lindell willing to put life or liberty over life. Why Why are you willing to stand up despite the, the massive risk and the, the financial loss? Why, why am I standing up? What, what separates me from a person or separates you or separates Mike or President Trump or I go down the line? What separates us? And some, by the way, have more ability to withstand it. Well, let's talk about the people that don't have the ability to withstand it, willing to live a, a poorer life. What's the difference? Why are these doctors moving towards self-preservation? Is it is it they don't have character? They don't have faith? They don't. It's no, all. No, it's just the same reason for the FBI agents. You think everybody at the FBI is bad? No. Most. Most of them. Most of they're them. not. No. The <laughs> upper echelon. Yes, no one joins the FBI to screw people over. They go in there with good intentions, right? So no, 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 there are no, 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 no. why haven't they band no. together? Why haven't the NSA rank and file rank to you know stood together? Why didn't anyone in the CIA do it? That's the same concept. Same Tory. concept. Want to keep Tory. their jobs. Tori. Uh-uh. Have you read the book Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss? Mm -mm. People in the FBI are trained, sociopathic. They, they actually look for people who are sociopathic and psychopathic. They look for them because lying becomes second nature to them. And they have the ability to be really nice to you and be like, oh, Tori, oh, you're so, oh, yeah, I understand. I'm just doing my job. Oh, yeah, come over here. Let me give you a kiss, right? And the whole time they are, you know, dropping cyanide down your, your butt crack. That's the reality of a lot of what we're dealing with in the CIA and the FBI. They are well, that's the culture in the community. Listen, that's the culture in the yes. community. Yes. They want to get elected. 
on someone else. No, it's the culture. Like they'll step on each other so that they can get recognized. Because once you you jump this threshold, you're you know it's doggy dog, and usually people don't even want to know what you're doing. But I'm telling you, like I am firm on that. That there are way more better people in the FBI than there are evil. It's just that the very good people are at the bottom. And you know, for me, if they came together, this could be all done. But they fear because they have seen the things that I'm talking about possibly, you know, the organ trade, how they actually feel about human beings, what the capacities uh, and the extent of what they do is, you know, we've done horrific experiments, Marshall Islands, you know, dropping nukes on that island again and again, and, you know, killing people off, fish and everything, because we wanted to test it. Like, these are things that our government does. So it's not a surprise. Sorry. We killed a half a million kids in 1995, 1996 in, in uh, Iraq. And when we were asked if it was, if, if it was worth it, we answered, we being Madeline Albright, that person that I hope is rotting in hell right now, I'm sorry, half a million children died, said, yeah, it served our economic and our political interests. So it's hard for me to believe that, that this apparatus is not designed to destroy and to use the American people as pawns. It's hard, and I, and and maybe that's that's the the part of me that is uh, is very sensitive or um, you know or sinister even as to how I see things. But there, I have zero trust in our government apparatus not to do harm to the American people not to my brothers and sisters, normal people that are on the street, they've disarmed them. They've made uh, guns, the, 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 the ultimate uh, villain. They've, they've allowed very stupid people to have a voice and they have done unimaginable things. They know where the guns are, know where the, the, the drugs are. They know how to stop these problems but they're not trying to stop these problems. They're not, they're not even interested in stopping the problem because to them, it feels like to me, a business. It feels like they're opportunity in chaos and they want people, those commodities to get to cull the herd, so to speak. And if one of them gets caught in the mix in the, in the meantime, they... go ahead. Sorry. No, I know you, I, I, you broke up and I thought it paused or something. Go ahead. I agree with you. Yeah. So I just, I want to be able to work the problem and come back to, you know, how do we stand for consequences and accountability? Because our brothers and sisters, our American brothers and sisters are being, are being devastated by policy and, and uh, uh, decisions that are made that feel like slavery. It doesn't feel like black, white, green, yellow. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, so under Fauci's command, right, when they were doing AIDS research, they needed sub test subjects, right? And um, one thing when Fauci came up, I spoke about was a case out of Tennessee. Um, the um, NIH and the CDC were actually cooperating to find people to test AIDS medication, right? For people that are HIV positive, you know, or whatever, or if they're having full-blown outbreak of AIDS, there we go. There's the HIV positive cohort in that. Anyway, they were actually telling people that they had HIV when they didn't because they needed the placebos.
Like, so there was a case of a woman who went to the hospital for something. And then at the hospital, the doctor told her that she was HIV positive, but she was very lucky because she could participate in a study. And so she participated to check the toxicity of these medicines. She actually died, right? But she had a sister, something that they didn't know because they were preying on people that didn't have, you know, that looked like they didn't have much, right? And her sister has been arguing that ever since, that they told her that she had HIV when she didn't so that they can test the medication and they killed her. So they, you know, recruit placebo. They'll have the actual HIV positive people to test the medicine on, but then they need a volunteer for a control, right? Which is, you don't have HIV, you'll be my control subject. That you know, if someone that doesn't have HIV takes this medicine, nothing happens. And if someone with HIV takes this medicine, they go back to normal and they don't have HIV, you know? And so they need a control study and your doctors will actually lie to you. You know, back when COVID struck, there was a friend of mine, a reporter, Chris Berg, and we were on the phone and I was going through documents that I obtained showing that hospitals were being paid $110,000 per, per COVID casualty, right? Like they were being paid if you were diagnosed with COVID. And so as we were on the phone, he was ready to get on an interview with a senator in Minnesota, a local one, who was a doctor. And I said, you know what you should do? You should ask him if the hospital that he works at gets, you know, extra money if they have COVID patients, right? If the patient is diagnosed with COVID, because they were constantly diagnosing people with COVID, like, oh, he died from COVID, but it was like just a regular heart attack you know, or, oh, he died from COVID, but it was liver cancer, or they fell out of a plane or eaten by a shark, they were putting COVID, right? So I, I told my, my friend, hmm, while you interview him, quickly ask him, you know, you know, uh, you know, do you get paid for every COVID diagnosis? And guess what? That went viral, because it was true. And he confirmed the documents, you know, that I had. Um, obviously, th that that tells you everything right there. It's all about money. This was a money grab. It was for benefit. Like if you're giving children vaccines, you get an eighty thousand kicker from the insurance company. Well, it's forty thousand. Like, it's actually scale forty thousand, eighty thousand. It it goes up on a sliding scale depending on what yeah, percentage with boosters of and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. your clientele so, has it. Yeah. And and my friend is a doctor and I said, can I have you come on? He goes, no, Joe, I, I won't. I don't push the vaccines, but people come in and ask for them. And when they ask for them, I give them to them. But I tell them what the risks are and, and I walk through that with them because I don't want to be liable. Um, but and he's a doctor yeah, that, it was, it that was, is it trying was, not. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. He's a doctor that's trying to play the game, but not play the game at the same time. He's not vaccinated. His wife's not vaccinated. His kids aren't vaccinated. And he, he's a doctor. Everybody that says, has I a would, choice. I put yeah. Good. Yeah. No. Everyone has a choice. If they want to, you know, experiment, go. That's all we can do. I mean, what do we do? When they find out that this was just a hoax, then what? When they find out that they didn't have to take it, that it wasn't a pandemic, it was manufactured, you know, when they see that, that they were scared, you know, people were scared and look how stupid yeah. people became because they were scared. Don't go outside after 10 o'clock at night because COVID's going to get you. And it's like, 
so COVID is nocturnal now. So if we don't go outside after 10 p.m. with the curfew and, and we're only allowed to circulate after 6 a.m., we're not going to get COVID. Like these are ridiculous things. Like, and, and then you're like, okay, I see it. I'm pretty sure my neighbor sees it. It's got, somebody else has got to see that this doesn't make sense. But yet people complied and they allowed it to happen and they avoided conflict, right? Do we not allow it to happen? So are you surprised when we allow other atrocities to happen? This is reality. We've let everything happen. So Tori, speaking of, speaking of hoaxes, uh, and uh, for everyone watching, apologies, there, there's a delay because we're, we're all in three locations. So there's a little bit of a talking over. But uh, Tori, you know, talking about hoaxes, another one. I remember years ago, me and my mom, uh, who you know, we were the, the ones who would dig in all this stuff, I remember... Uh, hearing of Dr. Byrne, I think it was. Uh, yeah, and it, it clicked when I when I heard you put it together with the organ harvesting angle, but uh, the the concept of brain death. So I remember we were looking at all these things and the fact that they don't test all the reflexes that essentially when they declare someone brain dead and they say, oh, yeah, it's too bad. We can't do anything. They're, you know, they're not doing X, Y, Z. Uh, that's all. That's all it is. So you better kill them. You just, just let it take them off life support. And it's glamorized in like all of our media, TV shows, movies. They they make this big production, mm -hmm. these heartbreaking stories. Oh, yeah, there's just nothing we can do in the teary-eyed scenes where they're taking the family off life support. And it's bullshit. And it's complete bullshit. There was even, a, I think it was in 2011 or 2012, there was a bioethics conference where there were doctors. Uh, during the conference, they were speaking about the fact that we should just be more upfront about this because we're pretending like, you know, brain death as we define it is, is legitimate. It's not. Yeah, no. In the ancient times, people that were in um, comas, right? Uh, or deep sleep, as they called it back then, because there is documentation of this happening, you know, even in the BC times, right? It would be considered that the person's just sleeping, right? So if they didn't have a loved one, they'd sleep and, you know, probably not be taken care of. So they die, right? And if you had a loved one, they kind of took care of you. It was like that the person's was in a catatonic sleep state and that's true and that's an argument i think i saw that doctor make too that we can't calculate the the brain death there is there is none and that's creepy too i think that's the recent case with that with that child being overdosed by the doctor i think it was just a couple weeks ago that this child was killed by a doctor and he was like well she was gonna die so he overdosed her anyway and it's like what like and she wasn't like handicapped it was you know they couldn't do anything or something i don't know it was so bizarre and i'm like and no one's where's the humanity we're focused on such pedestrian things and i you know i thought that even though uh, pizzagate was amplified in order to you know make it look dangerous and you know that it's not good and it's not real right it was amplified to be tainted as this is a conspiracy theory right because of the shooter he was an actor you guys and he only got two years running around in D.C. with a gun and then breaking in and stuff and screaming. Come on. Only two years in D.C.? Like, I'm just, let's be, we we couldn't, I mean, I'm not a judge. I don't know the penal code, but that's kind of what. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Well, you know, the the last thing on the, the brain death, too, uh, I remember you were talking about the aspiration test, I think it was, where, you know, it's the same thing they did with COVID. It's the exact same thing they did with COVID. If you want people to die, and you want to screw them up and cause the exact same issues that they're dealing with, follow the protocols. Uh, and, you know, I know people personally who died. They went in, they were healthy, and then they starved them to death. 
didn't feed him, didn't give him any water. They give him remdesivir or whatever with the salt and all that bullshit, and it kills him. And they did the same thing with these coma patients because they do this test that essentially it causes their CO2 levels to rise. And if you want to ruin somebody uh, in a state like that, that's exactly what you do. And I, I remember you highlighted that part from Dr. Byrne where he's talking about the fact that if you have someone uh, in that situation, under no circumstances should you do that test with them because you're going to essentially guarantee that they're going to die. It's going to cause the exact problems that they're going to look for in order to declare them right. uh, unviable. And then, boom, done, you're done. And they'll they'll walk you down the path of killing your family member or whoever it is. I, I, I No, I agree. I agree. We see it all the time. And, and that's why I'm saying now with the power of AI, they can search these things almost instantly and find their targets. And, you know, that makes all of us, you know, accessible to someone that more powerful, you know, and, and, and you think the lists for organs are so long. There are people on there for years waiting for organ transplants, you know? Um, and, and, and the thing is when a friend of mine needed a, a, an organ transplant recently, um, I was, looking around to figure out how they choose and they even had a covid policy they were they say that they needed to have a vaccine in order to get a transplant right but in fact the majority of the transplants they did um in certain areas or cohorts um were without the vaccine so there wasn't any unified thing like UNOS didn't have anything. And I think it went by assignment to universities studying um, the effects of the COVID vaccine, um, you know, on such patients. I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, it's horrific. And with COVID it's, it's pretty scary because then you think now the creepy dancing in the hallway makes sense. The nurse TikTok things. The fact that they were all dancing. Do you not fucking find that creepy? Excuse my French. <laughs> it's beyond creepy. It no. is. There were people dying, allegedly, and they were in the hallways dancing. Yeah, doing TikTok videos. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not dealing with sane people. Um, we will put, just so everyone knows, um, it is at, it starts at 4.02, goes to... 404-ish. It goes for 42 minutes. If you could just oh, cut that. Up. Yeah, if you could put, cut it. It is 42 minutes long. So what we're going to do is we're going to cut the clip from that video, and we will play that clip, that 42 minutes uh, of – we'll play that 42 minutes, and we'll put it up on the Rumble channel so you guys can watch it later. Um, but we're going to – we're out of time. We're actually way out of time. Because, Tori, I don't want to use up all of my ammo of having you on the show, and I want to have you on next week because I want to start dissecting what's happening in Ohio. We talked a little bit about what's happening with the spill and the waterways, and one of the things that we talked about today, I'm going to give you the final word, put this in your, in your head a little bit, and that is they're telling us that we have a water shortage problem. It's something that regardless of your Democrat or Republican, you've talked about the importance of making sure that we actually stand together in solidarity. But I've told you that based on the data and what they're doing, we don't have a shortage of water. They're creating, manufacturing a shortage of water so that they can start using wastewater in order to feed us chemicals as people. So that this is a manufactured problem. This is not a problem that, that we've created as people. There is no water shortage. 
Um, but uh, I want you to talk a little bit about that. I want to get you on next week to talk about what's happening in Ohio and, and what that really means for the rest of the country. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, the State of the Union that Biden gave uh, pretty much said it all. You know, he said that right now we needed to focus on our infrastructure and our railways and having clean water and copper pipes. And then just a couple of days later, we had a, you know, railway, a derailment that was quickly cleaned up and done so amateurly and exploded really wide and high, almost like no one's supposed to see what's in here. Um, and then the water is coming out all dirty and chemically, let's say. And then on the other side, further down, 30 miles down from East Palestine, um, on the shores of like um, West Virginia, where the bank is on the West Virginia side, Bill Gates just bought a big, you know, kind of plot of land. And it's almost as if the locations of where they have, where they had the spill um, is was the site that they said that they would have a water recycling plant. And that is alarming. And the reason they need that is because Intel, just like Joe Biden also said at the State of the Union, um, is building a um, silicon chip factory that will require 5 million gallons of water a day. And they would require that from the Ohio River. And just so you know, the process of that is almost like fracking. The water is toxic. You can't drink it. So um, they're going to be using um, uh, water uh, recycling facilities in you know, those areas like East Palestine and on the side of West Virginia. And I think by uh, close to like Marietta, Ohio, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. So it's, it's basically that this is a water grab and the Ohio river is, you know, it, it doesn't just give water to Ohio. It's the heart of the Midwest. There's Pennsylvania, West Virginia, you know, Kentucky and so on. Um, it's a, it's a big deal. Well, it's not only a big deal because we're not asking the right questions either. And if they're doing this to our elections and they're doing things to strip us of our rights, what do you think they're doing with our water? Look at what they're doing to our chickens, uh, to the feed companies that are forcing them to put things in feed that are causing chickens not to lay eggs. They're doing other things such as burning down buildings. Uh, they're causing uh, ecological disasters everywhere. Uh, you look at the Nord Stream Pipeline, Nord Stream Pipeline 2, Nord Stream Pipeline 3, and the fact that we as a terroristic state, which is what we are as a country, when you blow up a resource that actually supplies uh, cheap gas to your, to your own allies, you know, we, we literally don't care about the environment. It's all a ruse. It's all a lie. The, the climate deal is a lie. And you could say to yourself, hey, I don't want to put plastic in the ground. I don't want to kill sea turtles. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. You can say all of that. I would tell you unequivocally, the answer is yes. Always be a good steward of your environment. Always be a good steward of the things that you have in your environment. When you see an opportunity to not do those things and not cause any sort of burden on our environment, we should do that. But what is really interesting is that that's not the case. They're using false, fake science they're using propaganda and rhetoric in order to drive us to a frenzy. And while they're doing all that, they're literally creating disaster after disaster and doing terroristic um, actions to us in America all over, not only our country, but around the world. So we got to pay attention to it. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. I agree. Yeah. 
Notice that they're not talking about desalinization anymore and natural uh, pressure desalinization. They're also not talking about uh, the fact that you can get clean water by compression, right? So the the deeper the the, yeah. the deeper the water, the deeper the water, um, the purer the water is when you go down. And if you look at how they extract water from from uh, reservoirs, they extract it from nearly the lowest point. Um, not at the silting level, but at a level just above that, because that water has the most likely propensity to have um, to be pure, have purity. And then they use that water in order to drive out and send it to people. That's why you have wells that that um, are more uh, uh, that have cleaner water, and that's why you're concerned about groundwater and ground spills like this getting into the well system and contaminating you know some of the well structures that exist in in, in ohio and around the country so you know we, we've got to become more educated on these environments that we have and we've got to become more educated in putting the pieces together to realize that our apparatus is really designed to destroy us and it's it's not designed to help us it's designed to make us pawns in their game so yeah. It's almost like they're trying to drive us insane. I mean, right now people thought that it was snowing, but there's like this strange dust coach, you know, coating, what is it, Virginia or something. I saw that fly by today and I was like, what is going on here? I feel like we're on this ride and it's like, everyone's like, I just want to get off. I'm done, please. Because you're throwing the kitchen sink at me right now. And, you know, they're, they're threatening us with dengue and, and Marburg's where you're bleeding out of your eyes and Ebola and, you know, Puerto Rico just passed a law you just gave power again to their health department to force people to do things so it's like like what is going on all of this at the same time it just is it's, it's insane you know and yeah. you don't know what to focus on yeah so we'll, we, we we've got lots more to talk to you well, i don't know if you're talking or not you're good you're good you there Joe? all right i'm back <laughs> uh, I don't want to, but I want to uh, save that for another show. Tori, I've got some things that I need to send over to you that I'd like you to review about what we're doing to our water to even put uh, tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of water, gallons of water into the, the ocean, um, letting it bypass the ability to use that water effectively for the people in our communities. Um, and this is clean, um, yeah. clean drinking water. So this is a systemic problem that we have that they've created um, systems by which they can make it appear to us as if we have a water problem, a drought problem, and that's not what's happening. They're literally stealing it and and confiscating that that water in the middle of the night while telling us that we can't collect our own rainwater. So big problems. We'll have you well, on yeah. next week and see if we have a discussion. Yeah, Nestle. Nestle has bought most of the water natural water resources like all, look at how many water companies are owned by nestle it's like they've bought them all out so you know there were people on like tiktok or youtube that actually test bottled water and it's not even what it advertises only on the nestle brands like legit like this is like look at how much water they have and there have been complaints of them just taking all the water and deals and easements they have with like you know the 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 great lakes for example so um, uh, you know people are profiting off water and they're adding things to it like there's added water 
Yeah, so um, we'll we'll have that conversation next week. That 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 will be a very long show, and that's something that I know a lot about. Um, I worked on a water project in Africa uh, because they mismanaged water to a level that is not even and and what water catchment has to do with these silting environments. Uh, I like to say that I'm a walking encyclopedia of worthless information, uh, but I seem to <laughs> have a pretty good grasp on the things that were. That, uh, that we're facing today just based on what I can see, not even by having any intelligence as to the, the understanding what they're doing, um, but seeing what, how, how water works and, and what they're doing to, to limit that resource to people around the country. I agree. I mean, we should all back that idea. I mean, we need to protect our water. It's not a political thing. After three days of no water, you're dead. <laughs> so, you know, this is important. This is an important matter. And if you can't have access to clean drinking water, then what? Yeah. And then what? That's the big thing. Then what? All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, Tori, I'm going to pray for you and then we're going to close out and then uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, obviously we'll talk before then, but it's always great having you on the show. It always. I enjoyed it. Love Thank you. you. Okay. Let's pray. Now, Apollo, should I pray or should you pray? Cause uh, I break up. So people might miss half the prayer. No, you're good. Go ahead. I'll take over right. if you if you if we lose you to the matrix. <laughs> All right, Father God, thank you for, for the I have Tori on today. Thank you for this just great conversation and and talking about the things that are that are that we face as a society. Thank you for the courage you've given Tori to stand up, and for the uh, the weight that you've put on her heart to step forward and protect our brothers and sisters in our country. Father, I just ask for you to give us the opportunity to be able to see truth, understand truth, but not become afraid of that truth. Help us, Father, to have a commitment to each other, to stay strong and focused on restoration. But Father, also help us that we may maintain wisdom in how we speak and what we do on a daily basis in order to pursue that mission of restoration. Father, it's, uh, it's daunting to think about all the evil that we face in our society. It's daunting to think about all the things that we face as a country, as a family, as a community. You don't want to believe it, Father. We don't want to believe that there's that much evil that exists in our, in our communities. We don't want to believe that our government apparatus would do such things to its own people. Yet, Father, we, we are all the things that we've been able to uncover that are real, that are not conspiracies or theories or, you know, made up uh, environments or, or incidents. These are, these are things that we can see with our own eyes, hear with our own ears and smell with our own nose. So, Father, I would just ask you to give us resilience and give us the ability to still have, have that courage to stand up to this evil that we face, but to also uh, be able to experience peace enjoy and and be able to enjoy our families and see the greater good in those people that are around us those people that are not evil and father help us that we can stand together we can set aside petty differences and then we can align democrat republican left right uh, as americans that have ideals principles that are that are governed by morals and ethics that we can all rally around father thank you again for this opportunity and thank you for giving us uh, this place where we can be born at a time such as this and serve you and uh, help us, Father, that we may follow the faith uh, and works, that we may do the things that are necessary to 
preserve our children's lives and preserve a future for future generations. I ask for all these things humbly in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless. God bless you. Hey, everybody, follow Tori. Uh, I don't exist, Tori, on Twitter, torysays.com, uh, Rumble, torysays.locals.com. Make sure that you follow her because you should be. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks, All right. God bless you. Bye. And last thing, make sure you guys are following uh, Conservative Daily, at Conservative Daily and at Daily Dose of Sane on Twitter.